How many times do we need to hear that every day? <laughs> every day. Constantly. And that's that's the joy of the sovereignty of God that we know that he's got us. Yeah. And as you're listening to Ray Haynes this morning teaching on Yom Kippur and the Day of Atonement, you hear this theme all the way through. He's got us. Yeah. And what comes to us has to go through us. And that's the part where we are right now regarding the Day of Atonement and Ray's teaching. Yeah. Fear no more because, you know, Judgment Day is either to you Judgment Day or Reward Day. Mm. That's payday, you know, in that, in that sense. It's how you look at uh, at the God you're in relationship mm-hmm. with. If you're trying to get away with everything, well, you got judgment day coming. <laughs> but if you're uh, walking in relationship mm-hmm. with him with great joy, wow, very different. Pastor Jason said one time that we can have joy because our greatest crisis has already been handled. Amen to that. And, one that you couldn't so handle. That stuck with me. Hmm. Simple. Well, 10 years ago, now we're going to talk about famous battle cries and war cries, because remember the theme of the Day of Atonement, Rosh Hashanah, and the year ahead. For the next three years, you know, the numbers we just talked about, the Hebrew numbers, what's interesting is, uh, not to give you too much of a preview, but for the next three years, everything stays the same. It's all the same. They're all the same numbers and letters interact for the next three years. So what God is going to do, he's going to do in a big way for the next three years, mm-hmm. which makes it exciting. Mm-hmm. Now, 10 years ago, God told me he was about to release the sound of revival. And not a song or a sermon, but his presence that would cover the earth. Mm-hmm. Now, I have been a lover of revival since I went to the Brownsville Revival in 1998. Studied every aspect of revival, but I had no idea what he meant by this sound <laughs> of revival. <laughs> what? Uh, it was a term I'd never heard before. Uh, when I became manager here at Victory later that year, the first thing I did was to change the imaging to constantly prophetically declare, even though I didn't understand it, the sound of revival that was coming. So over the last decade, God obviously has explained the sound of revival more mm-hmm. fully to me countless times. Mm-hmm. And one of these days, I'm actually going to get it. But <laughs> in Scripture, he compared it to hearing the sound of rain approaching. You hear it before you see it. It's quite similar and equally prophetic. So I believe as we set on the precipice of 5780 in the year 2020 on the Gregorian calendar, God has begun to release the first stages of that very revival. Since it is tied in with the coming harvest or revival across the world, the Day of Atonement is a perfect time and a place to think and talk about these things. Now, there's a famous story, if you love history like I do. On the evening of June 8, 1815, a man stood in the tower of Winchester Cathedral, staring anxiously out over the sea for a signal ship. All of England held its breath. Wellington was facing Napoleon at Waterloo. It was Mm -hmm. life or death. Unfortunately, things didn't work out. The signal came just as heavy fog was rolling in. They only received part of the message. Wellington defeated So, obviously, news spread gloom and sadness over England. Then the fog lifted, so the message was sent again, this time in full. Wellington defeated the enemy. Well, that's just a slight difference of a message there, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Unspeakable joy and relief. That is Mm -hmm. the Day of Atonement. You have to decide which way you're going. You've got to get the whole message of the heart and the love of God for you and what he's done for you. And it's also the reality that in war, there's a fog of war. Now, we don't all go to war, but we all face battles. The kingdom of God is at war. And battle cries and speeches, boy, they just inspire us. Mm -hmm. Like Braveheart, 
That great speech, as they go into battle, you've come to fight as freemen. What will you do with that freedom? I mm. mean, yeah, that gets, <laughs> if, if you're a guy, especially, yeah. I don't know how it works for women. Gladiator, you know, what we do in life echoes into eternity. Yep. Those things just grab you. Winston Churchill, I love Churchill. Uh, we shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. Fight on the beaches, we'll fight on the landing grounds, we'll fight in the fields and in the streets, we'll fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. I mean, it's a long time ago, and I still get inspired. Mm. Patrick Henry, I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. Mm. The Roman legions, they marched in silence until they encountered the enemy. Then their lines would erupt with this guttural cry called Beritus. They would hold their shield in front of their mouths so this low, ominous murmur would slowly become this terrifying roar. It goes down in history because it's terrifying, right? Mm -hmm. David facing Goliath. All those gathered here will know it, that it's not by sword or spear the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. That's just a passion. You know, in America, we remember the Alamo. That's just that. Remember the Alamo. That was the battle cry. You know, here in the South, the rebel yell, it struck terror in the hearts of the Civil War. And God, yes, God mm -hmm. has and uses a, a battle cry mm -hmm. because he realizes what that does to us. And as the Israelites entered the promised land, that was when he did it. So listen to Moses's pre-battle speech to Israel and Joshua. He spoke to all these words to all Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid. Then Moses called Joshua, says, be strong and of good courage. And then he says it a third time. Now, God's pre-battle speech to Joshua, not surprising after the death of Moses, be strong and of good courage. And then he says, only be strong and very courageous. And then he says, be strong and of good courage. It's all in one <laughs> verse. He's got to think, it's, a, it's this battle cry of God. Mm. He's stirring their faith up. He's getting them ready. What is Israel's response to Joshua right before the battle? Joshua commanded the officers of the people, tell them to get ready to go in and fight. So they answered Joshua, saying, all that you command will do. Whatever you send us will go. Only be strong and of good courage. So they got the point. They, the battle cry resonated with them. Now, in Hebrew, that, those two words, be strong and of good courage, chazak amatz, chazak and amatz, two words, chazak, chazak and amatz. Chazak means to be strong, to stand firm, to hold your ground, withstand, to prevail. Amatz is to be courageous. It's the unwavering confidence of victory, regardless of the odds or the impossibilities. Mm -hmm. Tzakamats is being tenacious and zealous with a spiritual boldness and audacity that can only come from the Holy Spirit. So every step Jesus took to the cross was taken with Tzakamats, with resolve and spiritual boldness into the darkest battle in history, emerging victorious over sin. So listen to David's last two speeches to Solomon. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be dismayed. And then he says, you ready? Yeah. Be strong and of good courage mm -hmm. and do it. Do not fear nor be dismayed for the Lord God, my God, will be with you. Hezekiah, he was being attacked by Assyria. You know what he said? That's right. Be strong and courageous. Yep. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. When Caleb... And it was part of the 12 spies that went in and out. They went, Israel refused to enter the promised land. And listen to what they said when they didn't want to enter. He said, let's go 
Let's go at once. Take possession for well able to overcome it. But the men who got up with them said, we can attack those people. They are stronger than we are. They are more at Chizakamas than us. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we look the same to them. So, you know, as we get ready for this year, and I mean the day-to-day, the realities that we must share our faith because life is hanging in the balance. It is this Zazakamatz that, that makes the difference. Mm. Caleb and Joshua stood their ground and they were all Zazakamatz uh, because their mentality was this. I love Caleb, one of my great heroes of the Bible. He said, only do not rebel against the Lord. Do not fear the people of the land for they are bread for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. What I love about that is, what did God give them for 40 years in the desert? He gave them bread. It was his gift to them every day. And only Caleb realized it for what it was, a picture of how God would supply for their every need. Giants didn't scare him any more than the thought of starving or going thirsty. God had proved himself to Caleb, and he was ready. So listen, the harvest is ready. We are the church, the hands of Jesus to the world. We have an enemy whose sole purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. God has empowered us and equipped us to face this enemy and push those forces back. Our purpose is to demonstrate his power and his glory, and you will not do that unless you go, to go out and rescue the lost from the powers of darkness that imprison them. This is our calling. This is to be strong and courageous. And so I just want to challenge you. Begin to ask God for that, for the strength and the courage to do the very thing that he's called you to do because it's going to make the difference. Mm. Now, at 8 o'clock. After that, it would be the perfect time to pray pray for (laughs) people who don't know Jesus. Father, we just thank you. God, I thank you that you've saved us, that you've brought us out of darkness into light. And Lord, we can see in our own lives that we're not perfect. We, we can see that we're flawed and we fall into sin and we bounce back and forth and we're courageous and then we're cowardly and then we're, we're bold and then we're exhausted. And, and, and Lord, we just all over the place. But Lord, we come to you and, and you cleanse us, you purify us, you forgive us, you wash away all of that. And you, you fill us and you empower us so that we can be who you've called us to be, who you've made us to be. Now, this is what you've done for us. Well, Lord, we, we, we realize that every day, every moment, there's many folks who are listening and who are in our jobs and our businesses or watching, and they don't know you. And if you're listening, uh, then we're praying for you. If you've uh, tuned in to understand these things, then we're praying for you. And if you don't know Jesus, then we ask that you, you open your heart and allow him to speak right into your heart and to show you his depth of love for you, that he can atone for you on this great day of atonement. And Father, I just ask you right now that you'd move in hearts that that know you, to bring strength and courage, that Sazaka Mats, that they need for the day ahead. And for those that are far, that are just on the verge, but they want to know what it is to be disciple and grow in you. Lord, would you just pull them along right now? Father, strengthen them. Give them courage to walk away from the things and the realities that they've had in their life that they might know and hope that only comes from you. Lord, loose your spirit right now. Save to the uttermost these who are far away. Help them to just receive you, to receive your love and your, your relationship and your anointing and your power. Help them to have the faith to know that they can be different people that you can do that thing. As surely as you made them, you can remake them. Lord, do that work right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Good morning. We'll continue with the Day of Atonement here at Rise and Stein with Ray Haynes in just a few moments. If you're not sure if your roof needs repair, there's one way to find out.